behind the scenes, it was a small group of people that were doing everything. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. I want to know how this insane growth actually happened. What are you doing when no one's around, no one's looking? Are you just showing up and doing the minimum? Or are you approaching it like a pro? Be a student of the game. Welcome back. Welcome back to the GTM pod. I'm your host, Scott Barker. You're tuned in to our monthly bonus episode. These are quick 15-20 minute chats where we break apart what we're seeing in the VC landscape, what we're seeing, and I get to selfishly just hang out with my guy, Max Altschler. Max, what's up, man? Welcome. Yeah, love these. These are exciting. Um, love uh, recapping our kind of LP updates. Uh, there are things we can share, things we can't. So hopefully we'll um, be able to brief people on kind of what we're seeing uh, in the intersection of GTM and early stage uh, software investing. I love it. So before we go straight to business, what is one thing that people would be surprised about Max Elchler? Oh, man. I think I got to go. I, I got to go with the dogs. Uh, big dog person. I don't know if you'd be surprised to learn that about me, but I have two King Charles Cavaliers. I actually met my wife through our dogs. Um, so she had the same type of dog. And I told her we should get the dogs together sometime. And she said, yeah, sure. And the rest was history. So I definitely used my sales, my GTM skills there. I found the common common ground to connect on and then uh, fired in with that gem of a line. And uh, fortunately, it worked out for me. But big dog person, uh, would like to have seven dogs. I originally wanted them all to be named after cheeses, which, you know, my dog's name is Brie. But uh, but my wife's dog, uh, you know, kind of ruined that. Love her anyway. I, I think we'll probably at least do another one uh, fairly soon. I want to get a big golden retriever. So big dog guy. What's uh, golden retriever? What what kind of cheese is that? I don't know. Maybe Gouda. I don't know. <laughs> I gotta I gotta I gotta meet the dog. I gotta feel the dog out first. Right. Although, right. Uh, I don't know. I think we already blown the, the cheese thing out with not having the other dog as the cheese thing. So we also named our kids after our dogs in a way. Uh, we used the T and B. Uh, from both the dogs. So a little homage to them. Interesting. All right. Well, let's dive into yeah. it. Uh, it's been a, a busy month to say the the least. I think every month just seems to get uh, busier, but in all the good ways. Um, so what are some of the deals that GTM Fund did? Because we were, we were busy. People are slowing down. We're not slowing down. We're not slowing down at all. I mean, I think uh, obviously since summer, things have picked up quite a bit. Um, you know, pipeline remains very strong, at least what we're seeing. It's a beautiful thing with the GTM fund. Like we're able to play in a space because we write, um, I'd say relatively smaller checks, uh, you know, a few hundred thousands. We're able to get into deals with the bigger leads. So, you know, we're, you know, let's say a series A is getting done. The lead is writing a $6 million check pro rata goes to 3 million. And then there's a million open for like strategics. We're able to take 250 K to 500 K of that strategic tranche. And the VCs love it because like they, they get the support of the GTM fund. So, you know, what we're seeing right now is uh, actually a lot of deals from like second time founders. Um, so we just invested in, Oh, I'm actually not sure how many of these were allowed to say publicly. So I'll just leave them out, but there'll be some some good press releases coming soon. But we're we're seeing um, a lot of second time founders that have come out of you know some some really big established businesses. The two that I'm looking at right here on our list, our most recent two, actually most recent three, had all built companies valued in the billions recently, and now they're starting their second or third company. 
So that's really, really exciting. And then, um, you know, we're, we're, we're not really seeing any sort of a slowdown on our current portfolio. So we're seeing markups, we're seeing announcements come out. Ask.ai or SKI was one that was just announced. Journey was just announced. I think there are a few other ones that have been announced in the, in the past, you know, a couple months. So it's good to see that the pace continuing. I think a lot of the tourists are getting weeded out. We're, we're seeing a lot of people who have been builders for a, ver- a very long time start new companies. And that and that's a, a very promising thing to see. Absolutely. And so we did seven total deals done in October. I think we got about five in the working stage. And if you let any of the name slip. Don't worry, we will bleep those out. I would rather get just the raw, uncut version. We'll we'll bleep them out. But there's certainly some exciting ones. I know which one you're you're referring to. But I guess how how do you think that's happening? Because this we're seeing this trend continue, which is these incredible founders. How are they finding us? Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, a lot of them are coming through word of mouth. I think that's how we get a lot of our deals, whether it's through our LP base. I think we get 70, 70% of our deals through our LP base. So we got about 250 GTM leaders. We get another 20% of our deals through tier one VCs that send them our way. And then there's, you know, just the, the brand of the fund that is is uh, developing. You know, I, I put this on LinkedIn last week, but, uh, you know, we, we, we used to get mentioned in about 25% of our portfolio company uh, investor shout outs. Now we get mentioned in about 75% of it since we started making it like a, a key metric for us. And we know that that's going to lead to more deals because other investors will see it and want us in deals. And those portfolio companies will talk to other portfolio companies. In terms of like deals getting done in general right now, you know, there, there are some folks that are saying that we're already in a recession or a recession is coming or, or whatnot. There's definitely been a lot of layoffs and, and market rotation and markets are cyclical. So that happens. But, you know, you, you are seeing definitely, you know, some interesting trends here where like the U.S. government just put $800 billion into a bill that's going to support climate tech. We've sent like $60 billion to Ukraine for defense tax. So like all of that money is basically venture capital for climate tech companies and defense tech companies. It's so, like that's how these things, you know, typically work. Then you're seeing, you know, this week uh, Jasper AI or last week Jasper AI raised around at a, you know, pretty ridiculous valuation, unicorn valuation in this market. So, you know, we're, one, showing that those are still possible and happening. But two, this is like huge renewed focus on generative AI. We've, I've been fielding a lot of investor asks this week for other VCs who want to talk to a lot of our portfolio companies because we've invested in a lot of generative AI companies since the beginning of our fund. It's always been you know, something that we looked at and we're fortunate enough to have, you know, Zach Cass has sent us a lot of deals. He's the VP of sales at OpenAI. So that's been, uh, you know, helpful. Um, so it's just, you know, there, there are pockets of deals that are, that are happening right now that are really interesting. And then I think on the AI thing, like, you know, the iPhone was invented in the 2000s and so was social media and, you saw all the big businesses that those have created. And now like AI could be our, you know, 2020 version of that. So that gets really exciting. And, you know, we're seeing, you know, what's possible there. And are your, your kids having a drum circle in the back there or what's, uh, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, I got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So I'm just, I'm just smashing I'm, stuff around and left them. I'm talking. You gotta, gotta call it out. Yeah. I mean, the, the Jasper.ai thing is, is crazy. That valuation was nuts. How do you feel about that overall? space it feels noisy i've i don't know about you but i've seen 
a lot that are coming at it from different angles. I worry about moats. I worry about a lot of things there. Well, yeah, a lot of it's a GTP3 uh, like wrapper, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're executing on top of that. And they just happen to be first to market. I mean, I think they're executing very well uh, mm-hmm. at a very high level. I think it's super useful technology. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, for, for first mover advantage is not a, is not a real advantage. I don't, I don't think, uh, you know, on certain tactics or strategies within a business, it might be, but you saw this play out with the, the outreach space, for example, outreach raised a $2.3 million seed in 2015, go check Crunchbase for all this sales Loft had raised 10 million at that same exact time. Inside sales had raised like 150 million. Tadap had already raised 20 million, and Yesware had raised 30 million. And if you look at that space now, outreach is in first, sales off in second, and then the rest kind of lines up behind that. So, first mover advantage is, is not a real thing, right? I mean, like there was no advantage there. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how this this you know space plays out. But you know, Facebook wasn't the first social network. Google wasn't the first search engine. Apple wasn't the first phone in your hand. The, the, you know, the way it's built with the like maps and stuff like that. You had like Blackberries and Palm Pilots and things. So we'll see how it all, all plays out there. But it's, it's an exciting time. Certainly all comes down to execution. And we're lucky to have some of the, the best operators at our back that can help with that execution across our portfolio companies. I think last time we we did this, we kind of teased out this retreat that we were we were having, and now it's mm-hmm. happened. We had eighty five of our LPs come down uh, to Scottsdale. Uh, how'd that all play out, and you know why is that important for the future of of the fund and some of these uh, investments that we're really doubling down on? Definitely, yeah. So you know we think about our fund as a platform strategy. So we've got the VC arm, the community arm, the media arm. You know, we just launched the media stuff. So we have this and the newsletter that comes out every Friday. If you're not getting that yet, you definitely should. Uh, first two were were gems. Uh, third one coming out this week. But I feel like community is a big piece of what we do. Like we want to engage our GTM leaders and allow them to, you know, work with our portfolio companies in a, in a unique way, but also allow them to network with each other. I also think events have changed quite a bit since pre-pandemic. You know, we just had two years of virtual events. Now there's pretty much every content you can ask for posted on the internet somewhere that happened at somebody's virtual event. So like you don't need to come to an event just to sit in a chair and like watch content you could see online. And I think like what people really want is to get out, go somewhere, have fun, but like bond with people. What I hate is just like, oh, that person, I met them at an event one time, whatever. It's like, you know, super shallow connections. I want somebody you can call after. That you can say like, hey, we had this like amazing time at dinner at this event. Like we hung out for two days. You're my person now. Call me if you need anything. And that's that's like the type of network we want to create. And that's why we're always going to keep it, you know, relatively exclusive and close knit. This isn't like a venture scale community. This is a pillar of what we do at the at the fund. Totally. That that depth of connection is is huge. You know, if someone taps me now and says, hey. How well do you know Russell Sherwin? Can I get an intro back? Like, oh yeah, we spent three hours in the hot tub chopping it up. Like, <laughs> would love to. Yeah, exactly. would love to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's cool. And yeah, the and like the the feedback rating was a nine point one out of ten. You know, I think we'll probably end up doing two of these a year, spring and a fall, and then you know we'll pepper in some regional dinners and stuff like that. So you know, it's a real community. We've got two hundred fifty mm-hmm. plus. It's like two hundred eighty something GTM leaders now that are with us. And and again, like 
not a venture scale community. I don't want to just ramp that up for the sake of ramping that up. We'll probably, you know, if we're in a, in a happy place, uh, you know, 350, 375, maybe by the end of next year. So it's not something I just want to throw on for numbers sake. I mean, we want to be able to just, you know, support our portfolio companies and, you know, help people build meaningful connections with inside the network. But, uh, this, this isn't a, uh, again, like a venture scale community type thing that we're looking to, looking to build. Mm -hmm. And you talked a a little bit about the thesis kind of evolving, you know, you mentioned climate tech, defense tech, a few areas that are getting a lot of, you know, government assistance, which may make them more exciting for venture investment. Any more evolution of the thesis this month? Yeah, you know, our original thesis was if we get GTM leaders together, pool our capital, put it all together, we can invest in companies and um, positively affect the outcome of those companies with our GTM support, whether it be playbooks or, you know, candidate placement, things like that. We all have deep benches of candidates we've worked with over the past, like, you know, decades of our careers uh, that we could place in in companies. Uh, We're doing a really good job on candidate placement. We're doing a really good job of like kind of portfolio company LP matching. We're doing a really good job of like the GTM sessions and things like that. I think we're actually you know, ramping up some of the programs now for our LPs, like helping them with, you know, investing and, and things like that. Like they really enjoyed the uh, compound, compounding wealth section uh, session that we did for them. So I think there's a little bit more that we'll do around that in terms of, you know, portfolio companies, obviously adding metrics around like the shout outs and things like that, you know, things we learn over time that are just going to help us be better for our portfolio companies and things like, you know, somebody, somebody posted on, on that post, like, well, what did you do? Once you started measuring the metric, like what got you to, to from 25% to 75% mentions in emails? And my answer is just aggression. Like we knew the number, we knew what we needed to do. We're competitive, like motherfuckers. Yeah. We're just going <laughs> to, we're just going to be more helpful. Like it, it wasn't anything that we needed necessarily than like, Hey, this matters. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be more attentive here. You know, so I, th- I think in terms of like thesis evolution, you know, I'm, I'm as bullish as ever on SaaS. Markets are cyclical; things will come back. It's all good. We're we're getting great deals right now in the early stages. You know, so we're, we're happy about that. Um, a lot of the tourists are leaving, so if, you know, founder quality is really good. There's still a lot of you know problems that need to be solved, so we feel really good there. You know, we'd like to add, I think, more LPs in certain areas: uh, logistics, healthcare climate, defense, all those areas, I think are areas we want to add more LPs. Every time we get an LP in a, an area, they act as a node that gives us diligence and deal flow, uh, you know, not only for their industry, but for that region, for that segment, for that role, persona, whatever it is. So we, you know, we add more CMOs, we'll get more of like a marketing understanding on certain things, growth understanding on certain things. We add more Diversity, we'll get more, you know, diverse approaches uh, to solving problems. We had more folks in climate tech, we'll get more climate tech deal flow. We had more folks in APAC, we'll get more deal flow in APAC. So, you know, we're, we're always trying to add, you know, more folks, you know, for that, for that reason. And, you know, that's been super helpful. So I think from a thesis standpoint as well, that's like another area where we're always somewhat focused. It's fun to watch the flywheel crank. Every time, every rotation gets uh, bigger and better. Last thing I'll leave you with before we wrap up, anything you want to tease for the future? I live, eat, and breathe this stuff, so I may be privy to some information our listeners aren't, but anything you want to leave folks with? Yeah, well, we're about to start our fundraise for 2023-2024, so it'll be our first fund that's a two-year deployment. 
to definitely get in touch with us. We are open for business uh, in, in that regard. So, you know, shoot us a note on LinkedIn or whatnot. And um, we will be carving out some room for non-GTM leaders. So, you know, get in touch with us, even if you're in that bucket. Open for business, baby. I like it. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Next week, we have Ashley Gretsch, the former CRO of Square, breaking down uh, how to build executive presence, how to scale yourself as an executive. She shared some truly incredible stories. And we do have a newsletter coming up this Friday. It's going to be on unlearning best practices, uh, inspired by a conversation I had with Kyle Norton. Uh, But Max, thank you, brother. I appreciate you jumping on. And to all those listeners, you know, listening is one thing. Executing is everything. Go out and make some things happen. Boom. Boom.